Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We want to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. It was a blindside for a lot of us, myself included. It wasn't something that we were excited to find out about. I think the takeaway here is that the word exclusive is used a little bit loosely. Candy is the exclusive NFT collectible provider, but Mm -hmm. clearly so rare is still making NFTs here. And in that same nature, while so rare is the exclusive fantasy game partner of the MLB, Candy's still gonna be able to do their brand of that and hopefully do it very well. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we take a look at everything going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, none of this is financial advice. Please do your own research. We are just here to have a good time. David, how you doing? Doing good, Nate. Uh, Every week, it's something new, and we've got a, a lot of new candy developments to talk about this week. We do. We've got we've got an off week here in terms of pack drops, but uh, sometimes that's a good thing. Little little calm in the constant whirlwind, but like you said, still plenty to talk about. We had an AMA this week with Scott Lawin, the CEO of Candy Digital. It's an Ask Me Anything for those who don't know that that uh, acronym. We also had a couple partnerships: one with Candy, one not with Candy. We had a Getty Images partnership get announced with Candy that we're going to talk about briefly. We also have a, a relevant partnership between SoRare, another NFT company, and the MLB that we're going to touch on and um, what, that, what that looks like in terms of analyzing the perspective of Candy and Candy Digital. We've also got some new sorting features, both on the uh, collection side as well as the marketplace side the collection side we've all been very much looking forward to so great to have those features in there and we're going to dive into the card market both 21 and 22 take a look at some of the numbers and uh yeah little this little that but as we do let's start by jumping into twitter and we had the austin riley one of one get pulled it wasn't the only one Busy week this week, didn't get every one of one out, but we did have a couple of these pulled. We had the the JD Martinez one of one get pulled, the Aaron Judge was pulled, Austin Riley, all three of those listed right now. As you can see, the Trey Turner, we talked about that last week. So good number of these 22s out there, but the, the lineup three, not a whole lot. I think that we both just determined that Judge and JD are the only two that we've seen so far. So still a lot available on the, the L3 side of things. It's possible that there's more polls out there, but yeah, nothing that's been listed on the marketplace or nothing that's been talked about on Discord or on Twitter. And so that's two down and still 14 to go for lineup number three. Yeah, lots, that's lots out there. That's a good note. You know, we're, we can only announce what we notice. And the reality is that plenty of these packs get ripped in private and we don't know what, what they are, especially if they're not getting listed. So it's a combination of what gets listed, what gets talked about in Discord and just an accumulation of, of all the breadcrumbs. So as far as we know, those are the two that have been pulled. Uh, and then we had the the collection filters get added this week. So 
as I touched on at the top, we've we've slowly seen the the filters and the sorting get rolled out on the marketplace side of things, but all of those exact same features are now implemented on the My Collection side. So we'll take a, a, a spin through that in a little bit and and see what, what that looks like and how the My Collection tab is a, a better experience now. We have the announcement where the MLB has partnered with SoRare. SoRare is an NFT company. They currently do uh, they, they focus on football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, but it's a fantasy game based on soccer and these static NFTs. So we'll jump into that in a little bit, have a conversation around how that impacts candy. And then we also had uh, Justin Turner post in Discord about, uh, it was a video of his locker. So he's got the, the one of one, the 2022 one of one NFT showing on loop. Uh, above his locker, which is pretty cool. It's awesome to see. Obviously, we've seen some MLB players tweet out promoting Candy Digital. Some of it is paid ads, and that's cool. You know, it's still appreciated. It still puts puts stuff out there. But what we've seen with Brett Phillips and Justin Turner is a true enjoyment of of this project, and that's really cool. It's cool to to have these guys jumping in there. Where else are you going to find that? So cool to see that he's got that looping above his locker, and then. A day or two after that, we saw uh, Justin Turner tag Ross Stripling, who's a pitcher for Toronto, and call out the fact that he had just pulled an epic of, of Vladdy Jr. And Stripling replied saying that he's been ripping packs looking for that Vladdy one of one. So again, it's just cool to see that there are MLB players that are actually enjoying this the way that we are. And probably sitting in the locker room before the game, after the game, opening these packs, getting enjoyment out of it. It's just cool to see, and it's a really, really good sign for continued progress of of getting people interested in this. So, I that, love that's that. what I love the most is, is just the idea that the same way that we would sit down with a box of baseball cards and just just sit down and have fun, see what we get is is that same mentality being taken by professional ball players who you know just like hey yeah sure I'll, I'll buy five packs I'll see what I get. And, you know, they pull the Vlad Epic. They're happy about that. And they're aware enough of candy and what they're doing to know how exciting it is to look for those one of ones. It's just, yeah, having their involvement, especially just to see the fun that they're having. I love it. Yep. Agreed. And then we had the the fortunate circumstance of being in a video call a couple days ago with our buddy Jeff Rathgaber. Uh, Muntner was in there as well and just ripping some packs and tweeted this out the other day showing the highlight of the fact that Jeff was fortunate enough to not only pull, pull five Otanis but the last Otani that he pulled was an epic and it wasn't just any epic it was the number 17 epic so pulled the jersey epic of Otani 2022 and it is worth noting that it was a bloodbath after that there were there were many packs that did not have Otani epics in them. So it was, a, it was a highlight, but it was a big highlight. And congratulations to Jeff. It was a really fun moment for all of us to be, to be hanging out. So if you haven't seen this, jump in there and watch this. It's a two-minute video, clipped it down, tweet from May 16th. So go take a look at that. And this is nothing. I don't know why I had that well, I, <laughs> I think while we're on the topic of the Otani epic poll, we did want to ask people what their favorite polls have been 
from these 2022 packs. And, and it might not be anything quite as rare as a legendary or a Jersey serial epic, but whatever your best pull is, please let us know. Let us know in the comments on YouTube, tag us on Twitter. We just want to hear about it. We want to share that experience of your best pulls with you. Absolutely. Do a ton of retweeting. Love seeing what people are pulling. It doesn't have to be the most valuable card. It can be the one that is just the most exciting to you, whether it's your team or, or whatever. So definitely tag at Talking Candy NFT on Twitter. Give it a follow. I'm trying to get the, the stuff out quickest there. So let's um let's start by talking about the AMA a little bit. Some of the highlights. You know, we talked about the fact that the the Legend series, I put that in quotes, it was a, a quote, I don't know, th there was no specifics about it, but I thought that that was one of the standout things that, that Scott had stated. So this was a an AMA hosted by Usman a few nights ago. Actually, it was exactly a week ago because we missed the first half of it while we were recording. Mm -hmm. But there were a number of cool things. I intend to go back and, and listen to the part that, that I missed, but... The concept of a legend series is something that we've seen a little bit already with the the Jackie Robinson stuff, and just exciting to to hear him drop that little nugget that there is something in the works where we're going to have a lot more retro stuff, and this is something that that is has been exciting about the partnership between Candy and the MLB is these these archives of old footage, old content that can be used to to really strike up some some exciting stuff. In addition to that, we had the the WWE stuff get teased. So there was a question about when that is coming. It looks like that's going to be coming this summer. So looking forward to that. The conversation of crypto came up. So crypto payments, or rather, it seems that the, the first iteration of crypto is going to be being able to load candy balance using crypto, which is effectively the same thing. So that was stated as coming next month, meaning June. That's a really, really big one. We've talked about that on a number of different subjects. It's big on a, on a big picture, macro, but even on a micro scale, you're looking at these individual purchases, especially of the one of ones, the Jackie Robinson busts, the, the, big, the big ticket items. I think that these things, and this is a, you know, an opinion that you and I have both shared, where these things are gonna go for a little bit more once people have the ability to leverage some of this crypto Obviously, things are very down right now, so it's not the most ideal timing. It's not, you know, it could take some time because of that. We are in a bear market right now, and it's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So not sure how quickly people are going to be looking to, to spend that because it's just not worth what it was a month ago and before that. But it's still a really good thing to see that we're quickly moving towards having that be an option. And I don't know, if there, was there something you want to touch on with that? Well, the timing is relevant because, it, as you said, it sounds like it's going to be using crypto to load balance on your account. And things won't necessarily be priced in crypto, at least not this iteration. So you might not see a price listed of 2 ETH or 3 ETH or, or something listed in Ethereum. It'll still be listed in, in US dollars. And with the price of Ethereum being down right now, you know, loading that balance onto your account, knowing that Ethereum is in a dip, might make people less likely to liquidate their crypto for balance at this time. As opposed to if the price was listed in Ethereum and could just be paid in Ethereum, then that's dissociated enough that someone who was willing to pay two ETH before is gonna be willing to pay two ETH now 
because that price is the same. Yeah. I think the key thing to understand there is that nobody's going to buy ETH in order to load it into Candy Balance because it's just one to one. The the thing that makes crypto payments so relevant are people that bought ETH a year ago, two years ago, made gains on it, unrealized gains that they can now funnel into a new NFT project. And so if that is less appealing, like you said, it will kind of slow the excitement of that development. But regardless, it's really good to have that implemented mm-hmm. into this ecosystem. It's only good things to have that there. And it will have its day where it becomes particularly relevant because these things are all cyclical. So mm-hmm. uh, touched on gamification. We know that's coming. Uh, we're going to talk about the new the new angle to understand about that, given the new SoRare partnership with the MLB. Uh, another thing that came up was the the execution on sweet futures, both basketball and football. Scott was very forthcoming with the fact that it just really didn't go the way that they had intended to and is something that they're going to to rethink how they want to approach that. Just didn't quite pan out the way that they had hoped in terms of sales numbers and just the what the market looks like right now. So it's good to hear reflection that, you know, not everything is going to go perfectly. This is a business. They're trying things. They're trying new products. You know, you can have whatever opinion you, you want to have about what Candy should be focusing on. But the reality is that they're going to try different things. They're going to release new products. They're going to have new partnerships. So good to see that they're reflecting on those things. And it'll be interesting to see what they do, because clearly those that, that bought those things aren't necessarily happy with, with what it looks like right now. And my last takeaway was tomatoes. So besides that, I don't, I don't know if you have any, anything else written down on your end. I mean, there's always tomatoes. Can't forget that. But one thing that stuck out to me and that came up again and again throughout the AMA was the word experiential. Scott went back to that word. And that sounds like that's one of the like the keystones to how they want to differentiate themselves in the NFT space. They don't want to just give utility through physical products with fanatics. They want to provide real world experience alongside the NFTs. And I was fortunate enough to, to experience that myself. Last October, I pulled the Kyle Gibson one of one above my shoulder there. And with that 2021 one of one came two free tickets to a baseball game. And so a month ago, a little over a month ago, I was able to go watch the Giants play the Marlins. And Candy picked up the tab. I was able to get good seats, better seats than I've ever had at a game before. It was just an experience that was provided because of an NFT that I pulled from Candy. I think the fact that he drove home on that word experiential means that they have more stuff in line um, in the future. And it might not be the same. It might not be free baseball tickets. It, it might go the other way where you have the experience at the ballpark and you get the NFT afterwards, such as the digital ticket stubs they mentioned are are coming at some point. The other thing that he mentioned was that Candy's like involvement with the different teams, it, it depends on the teams and how involved they want to be. So not every baseball team is going to opt in to participation with Candy on the same level as all the other teams. And it's the same as we see adoption of crypto in general not everyone is open to it at least not right away and so there are teams that are going to embrace it very early on and be aggressive about how they partner with candy 
and there's going to be teams that are going to be a bit more shy. We saw an email go out, I believe it was for Minnesota Twins season ticket holders. They're all going to be getting a free commemorative NFT as a season ticket holder. So that's something that they, the Twins, have opted into, and hopefully other teams will be following suit. Uh, and so those stuck out to me. It's the experience that Candy wants to provide with their NFTs, and it's the fact that you know adoption between teams may differ. So you know, personally, I hope my Giants are going to be on board. Hopefully, your Red Sox the same, but it's gonna we're gonna have to see. Yeah, that's uh the the NFT ticketing is a very exciting thing. It's uh before I had even heard about Candy Digital, that was a a concept that made NFTs more tangible to me where, you know, you can turn these these tickets that you're already going to the game, turn that into an NFT, turn it into an asset that you own and you never know when you're going to be at such and such a game that has particular relevance and that becomes a really cool collectible. So exciting to see that exciting to see candy involved with that but yeah the you know the ama concept as a whole the access that discord gets you know if you're not in the discord it's a really good way to get really early information that is how this space works like it or not you say what you want about it but that's how it works discord gets the earliest information it's where a lot of uh you know the tweets that i put out come from and you know we are both constantly paying attention to it because it's just it's where things get dropped so having access to the ceo of this company in an ama format where everybody had an opportunity to submit their questions and then they used the ones that got the most upvotes it's awesome that's that is what this is all about that's that is what makes these communities so unique to any other you know you don't get that with cardboard it just doesn't work that way so it's a really really cool thing and appreciate Scott giving the time to, to do that. Uzman for facilitating it and all the questions, the thoughtful questions that got submitted. So shout out to everybody that made that happen. But let's uh, let's jump into, it's kind of a, a spin off from this, particularly relevant, but let's, let's talk about the So Rare partnership here. So I'm gonna pull up the So Rare website. So So Rare, as I stated at the top, they create static NFTs of football players and it's European football, US, you know, everywhere. It's, it's international. And the way that these things work is you've got a lineup of five cards. I watched a quick YouTube video. You can look this up, but basically you put in a lineup of five cards. You got a goalkeeper and, and four other players. And it's this, this basic fantasy format where you play for prizes. And I'm not going to get too deep into how it all works. I have only obtained a surface level understanding of it. But what is important to know here is that the partnership between So Rare and MLB. And actually, why don't you why don't you just read it? Do you, you have the the Discord announcement? You know what yes. what Candy had stated about it. Right, because after we saw the announcement uh, between MLB and So Rare, there was a lot of confusion, a lot of fear on the Discord about what it all meant and how it would impact Candy. And so uh, Candy, you know, later that day did come through with a statement of just to kind of give some clarification. And so that statement that they made in the announcements reads, uh, we know there are a lot of questions following the news that was shared this morning about the MLB deal with So Rare. We want to clarify how the partnerships are different and what you can expect going forward. 
Candy is the exclusive partner of MLB for NFT collectibles. SoRare is the partner for NFT fantasy gaming with static card style NFTs. Candy NFTs will be the only digital collectibles that include game highlights, visual effects, and dynamically interactive collections. As we announced, and our CEO Scott Lawin mentioned in the AMA on Tuesday, we will be introducing more ways to collect this summer, as well as additional gamification on our platform. We are hard at work developing unique ways for our fans to compete with each other using the icons they own in a way that functions differently from how traditional fantasy games work. This announcement does not sideline what we have been working on, and we're eager to bring these new features to our users. Thank you. So, in summary, what we have here, it was a, it was a blindside for a lot of us, myself included, You're, and you too. It wasn't something that we were excited to find out about. It was, it was a weird day, and there were a lot of questions, and a lot of us had the impression that, that Candy had an exclusive partnership with the MLB the same way that Topps has for the last several decades. The reality of it is that this is a new space and they're attaching the word exclusive to more specific things than that. And so what we have learned from that announcement and, and from putting it all together at this point is that Candy's partnership has to do with creating high, extremely high quality NFTs where they have access to archives of video files and all the different elements that go along with it to create a three-dimensional, multifaceted NFT experience. What SoRare does is one-dimensional, but they do it very well, and that's fantasy gaming. So their NFTs are static, meaning it's just a, you know it's a flat image. They don't they clearly do not look as as nice as the stuff that that Candy's putting out. Not I'm not knocking these 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 look fine. But it's not the same. That's not where the focus lies. The focus here mm -hmm. is in playing a fantasy game. And so a lot of us were hoping that Candy was going to put out a fantasy game. I've talked about it at length on these on these shows. And they've put out um, surveys that, that kind of had pointed us in that direction. But clearly they did not win that. Didn't realize that it was something that needed to be won. But mm -hmm. that does not mean that the gamification that we've been talking about in terms of burning challenges and non-burning collection challenges, there is still an ecosystem being built here by Candy to create some type of gamification where there's going to be game theory and you're going to have to decide how you want to leverage your cards, how you want to make it all work. So there's still going to be something there. I think the takeaway here is that the word exclusive is used a little bit loosely Candy is the exclusive NFT collectible provider, but mm -hmm. clearly SoRare is still making NFTs here. And in that same nature, while SoRare is the exclusive fantasy game partner of the, uh, of the MLB, Candy is still going to be able to do their brand of that and hopefully do it very well. I said it last week, we're holding our breath till we see it. But there is a lot of excitement here both on the employee side and on the consumer side about what this might look like. I think it's going to be something that we're not really predicting. I sure hope that it is. I think that there's going to be layers to it and I hope they do a good job with it because I do not think that it needs to be traditional fantasy in order for gamification to work. If anything, I think that there's an excellent opportunity to introduce something new to the market in terms of how these things can be used. But the reality is that it is 
a, an opportunity to take a step back and recognize that these things are more complicated than we realize. And there's going to be partnerships here. We don't know what could be next. We don't know what else the MLB has cooking up. They're, they're dabbling in this NFT space. And Candy clearly has a, a very nice foothold with what they're doing, but we're going to see different things here. And I, for one, will definitely be taking a look at this so so rare MLB product. I'm gonna see what it how it plays, what it looks like, and is it is it fun? Do they are they in conjunction? Are they competition or are they just really two separate things? So looking forward to seeing what it looks like. Definitely something that needs to be on everybody's radar. And, and we'll see what, what that looks like going forward. So as of now, So Rare is saying that their game is going to be available this summer. That's the same timeline that Candy's giving with their burning challenges and their gamification. So similar timeline. I hope Candy beats So Rare by a little bit, but we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't matter. Hopefully they're entirely different things. And uh, yeah, I'll let, you, I'll let you take the floor. So I only have a couple things to add. Uh, I think that survey that Candy gave us asking us how we wanted to see a fantasy style experience. I think in retrospect, they may have been speaking out of turn to kind of give us that impression that, you know, that fantasy was a definite, at least that's the way it felt. It felt like we were getting fantasy. We just weren't sure what flavor of fantasy we were going to get. I like that they said that nothing they were working on is impacted by this. So it means that the gamification that's in the pipeline is still coming. They didn't have to scramble. They didn't have to cancel anything that they were putting together. It just sounds like, you know, if a fantasy game for Candy was on the table, it's not anymore mm -hmm. because So Rare has that locked down. But when it comes to that word exclusive, um, someone made a good analogy that, you know, companies will, will split up their exclusive, even within the same overall umbrella, they'll, they'll split it up. They're not just going to have an exclusive clothes provider. They're going to have an exclusive jersey provider, an exclusive sneakers provider, an exclusive shorts or pants provider. Like they're going to go, they're going to partner with a half a dozen different companies to be their exclusive provider of X. And we see that with, yeah, with clothing products, um, even at ballparks, there's going to be the exclusive beer provider, the exclusive spirits provider. You know, it's going to get broken down between half a dozen different companies and we're seeing that come to play in nfts now as well personally i would have preferred if candy was just the exclusive everything provider in terms of mlb nfts but i guess that's not on the table and it's it's not unprecedented to see things parceled out in that way um, we just got to believe that you know believe in the candy that in the in the quality that we're seeing from the candy nfts and rely on that quality to stand on its own and rely on the fact that Candy's team is so engaged with the community and so adaptive as issues arise to, you know, weather any storm that might that might show up. And, you know, I can see them being the premier MLB NFT provider, even if there's a few other providers in their own little categories. Yep. And we have been saying from the beginning that we love the NFTs that, that get put out by Candy. They're, they are very tastefully done. There's a lot of talent clearly in the room working on these things and they're beautiful. They're, they're really nice NFTs, but it's not enough to just be 
pretty NFTs. We've seen that in other projects. There's got to be more. And there is more here. There's a lot of IRL stuff that's, you know, happened in the works, etc. They need to do a good job with this gamification. It needs to be a big part of this. We need a reason for, for this, this large, um, this large leadoff series set to exist. So I hope that it does. I still have confidence that it will, but it remains to be seen. And, you know, we need to, to understand the, the full picture here. And so rare is very much part of that picture at this point. So let's, uh, we don't need to talk about the Getty one super long. I don't have a whole lot of a take on it yet. This was just announced today, correct? Tuesday? Right. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Earlier today on uh, yeah, May 17th. Yeah. Yesterday, if you're watching this, the first day it releases. We should just start saying uh, days of the week and then we can <laughs> stop qualifying every time, but we'll get there. So do you want to read that, that announcement off as well? Yes. So announced earlier today, it says, uh, Candy is excited to enter a new multi-year exclusive partnership agreement with Getty Images as we expand into media and entertainment our first venture into fine arts and culture. Through this partnership, Getty Images and Candy Digital will collaborate and develop a diverse portfolio of NFT products and collections derived from Getty Images' extensive library of more than 465 million images, including over 135 million analog images from Getty Images' photographic archive. Iconic and defining moments from the last 170 years of history are contained in this unmatched repository of photography spanning the worlds of art, culture, music, world events, and more. And then it links to a, an article on businesswire.com. But it sounds like this is a separate thing from the sports products that we're accustomed to. It sounds like there will be a specific run of Getty image-based NFTs. And we don't know enough information yet. We're going to have to find out what form that's going to take. My question is, you know, Getty Images, for those who are unfamiliar, is a large online repository of images that you can license. And so if you want to have permission to use their image for something, you can look through their archive, pick out an image, pick out a size if you want, a high-res, low-res version, and you can pay them for the right to use their image. And so I'm going to be curious to see how adding the blockchain, adding you know the NFT side to that equation is going to be altogether different than how they already proceed as a business. But that's, you know, that's what we know for now, and we'll have to wait for more information to see what form this is going to take. No timeline at this point. Cool. I think we can pretty much leave that at that. I don't have a whole lot to contribute. Brand new announcement. Don't really know what it what it's all going to entail. But again, just good to know about. Good to know things in the works. It's a big company. It's a big, big potential partnership there. So, or and it is a partnership. Big potential upside there. So, we'll see what that looks like and continue to talk about it as we get more information. Let's uh, just real quick. Let's look at the the sorting features before we jump into the market stuff, and then we will. Then we'll talk candy. We'll talk candy. All right, so we've touched on a little bit of this, but basically at this point, we have a whole lot of filters in the marketplace. And let me zoom in here. So you can sort by rarity, which that was there for, for a little bit now. It was one of the earlier things. You can sort by team, but this series 
which we have talked about too, the series has everything in here now. And so the mm -hmm. real power is being able to use all of this in conjunction. So if you are looking for, uh, let's see, let's, I'll do this on a bias level. So first we'll <laughs> sort it by Boston Red Sox. So right away, you're gonna get all the most recent active listings of Boston Red Sox, everything all put together. But if you only want it to be from the 2021 stuff, you can add that. It'll filter it. And then if you only want to see the epic stuff and the legendary stuff, you can check that and that's all that will pop up. So it's it's a really nice way to be able to go make some conscious, you know, have a theory about what something might look like. You might want to look at the floor of all Red Sox rares or things of that nature. So it's nice to be able to, to hit it from a different angle on the marketplace and determine what what it is that you're looking for and come up with some different theories rather than just going off of a, a feed of the most recent stuff and, and looking up by player. And the nice thing is that these things are all in your collection now. So in addition to having that in the marketplace, you can filter these things. And I'll just do the same thing again here. We'll go Red Sox and I'll go 22. I actually just finished my full 22 rainbow from the first three lineups. So I've got everything in here and it's just a nice way to be able to enjoy. And I guess here, we'll use just a slightly more realistic way of looking at this. So I want to look at all my 22 Epic Red Sox cards and there they are. So we've been asking for this for a little bit now. It's nice to be able to go into your collection and be able to enjoy it a little bit more in the ways that are most exciting to you. So. I don't know if you've got any angles that you wanted to talk about how you've been utilizing these, but it's just nice to know that we have this all available now. Especially with the 2022 set and the low prices that we're seeing and the amount of accumulating that we're doing, I was trying to keep my collection in sort of a, a, a trim size heading into 2022. And with the past three weeks, the way that they've been, I'm over 1,100 collectibles now because it's, oh, that's 50 cents, I'll take that. That's 50 cents, I'll take that. And it's just accumulate, accumulate. And it's difficult to look through 1,100 NFTs. The fact that they've been able to apply these new filters to the collection as well, uh, it helps tremendously. Definitely, yeah. We, uh, we needed it, we got it. I'm sure it will continue to improve. There's still There's still more polish to be added here, but the site is a lot more functional than it was a month ago. So I think that Candy has checked off their entire hit list that they had promised by the end of May, and we're only halfway through May. So exciting to have this all at our disposal, but uh, we, we will leave that at that. Let's jump into packs, cards, market, floors, etc., And let's first just quickly touch on what we have upcoming with pack drops. So we've got lineup three concluding this Friday. So still a couple more days left. We're at about, I think I saw it, 22,000 packs have been sold so far, somewhere right around that ballpark out of 30,000. So not looking like it's gonna sell out, could get close, not exactly sure, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about what those numbers all mean. But we've got lineup number four coming next Tuesday, May 24th, 90 new players. Same deal, no new numbers, fortunately. Uh, but yeah, just quickly wanted to touch on this graphic. 
So look out for lineup four next Tuesday. And then these are the packs that we have so far. We've got five different packs. We've got the two 2021 packs and we now have three 2022 packs. So wanted to start here because it is a little bit confusing at this point, especially if you're just showing up to candy right now. We've got the original stuff that has settled into you know, much lower prices than what they were for a while there. We've got the 21 All-Stars at 500 and the Uncut Diamonds at three. Both of those at significantly lower quantities, but the ones that we really wanna pay attention to here are the three different lineups across the 2022. So lineup one is sitting at a floor of $30 on the Candy website on secondary. Lineup two, $10 below that at 20. And lineup three, which is still available to be purchased for $30 directly from Candy, is sitting at around $28, which I won't even get into my opinion about how much sense that makes. These, as we've talked about, are all a little bit different. Lineup one has 180 players in it. Lineup two and lineup three have 90 players in it. But lineup one has double the quantity of lineups two and three. So what's important to understand here is that because of these discrepancies, we're seeing significantly different floors on the lineup three cards, which is something that we talked about last week was expected. We we're going to see that shake out. So on day one, we had a lot of listings coming in using lineup one and lineup two listings as, you know, a jumping off point. But that was incorrect. And you and I were buying those listings because we knew it was incorrect. But we have since seen it normalize, which was what we thought it would do. And I think you've got some some average floor numbers with L1 and L2 combined compared to L3. Is that right? Yes. And, and so this is just, you know, taking the current core price of every player in L1 and L2, just taking the average and then comparing it to the average of, of lineup three and doing that for each of the four rarities. And so uh, lineup one and lineup two have a core average of $1.08. So there's a lot of 50 cent, you know, floors in there, a lot of players holding at that 50 cent floor. And then there's some, of course, higher cards, especially in L1 and L2. Uh, those sets have Trout, Franco, and Otani in there. And so that $1.08 average is with those three players, you know, trying to pull that average up. But because L1 and L2 are supplied so much because there's not much left in the vault, that's where we're seeing this discrepancy. And if we uh, look at the average of lineup three only, is $1.83. So it's, you know, over 50% higher than that L1, L2 average. Uh, for uncommon, lineup one and lineup two have an average right now of $1.99. Lineup three, uncommon average, is $3.91. Uh, rare is closer. One and two average is $8.14. And the lineup three rare average is $10.70. And on epics, one and two average is $46.61. And lineup three epic average is $54.70. And with rare and epic in particular, I feel like that, that three card combination of Trout, Franco, and Otani are really pulling up those numbers for L1 and L2, or else we'd see a larger discrepancy there as well. But the fact remains that in all four rarities, the lineup three cards on average right now are more valuable than one and two. 
And that's something we would expect when we look at the fact that half of the lineup three cards are still planning to be vaulted, and the ones that were made available for sale haven't sold out yet. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's still a few days left. They're going to be on sale till Friday. Um, notable is that there's going to be uh, Scott Lawwin is going to have a a message to give at VCon this week, and that will happen while the sale is still ongoing. So potentially there could be some, you know, traffic generated from there. But regardless, we're not going to see as many packs in circulation for lineup number three, and we're going to continue to see that disparity between the lineup three prices and the other two lineups. Yep. This is, in far less words, this is just supply and demand. That's all it is. It's it's really that simple. We do not have an, a rapid increase in demand right now. We pretty much, you know, it's a... I'm sure it's slowly growing with with the marketing that's being done, but it's about the same. And the supply is 50% different when you look across these things. So it's a little bit confusing with the 120K and 60K for lineup one and two, but that discrepancy is made up for by the double the doubling of players. Whereas we've got, you know, less than half of that that volume for lineup three. So mm-hmm. the like you said. It remains to be seen how those vaulted packs are handled with lineup three. So you and I are both proceeding with caution. We have to. Candy has made a lot of adjustments on the fly. And, you know, a lot of those have been good adjustments and I'm not complaining. But it does mean that it has impacted some theories that I've been operating on that would have been right that the the script got flipped on me. So Mm -hmm. I'm going slowly here with lineup three. I'm buying things that are being priced too closely to L1 and L2, but I'm being careful about interpreting what I think a good deal is on L3 because I don't want to start buying things and then find out a week from now that L3 is getting released. It's just the reality of it. So I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that we've settled in here from all the the communication that we're getting, but it would be foolish not to at least consider the possibility that there's something planned for those. And I just wanted to quickly touch on the fact that I have approximately 10% vaulted on L1 and L2. It's probably much lower than that. I just wanted to put something there because we didn't necessarily get everything unvaulted on the airdrop packs. We had a lot of um, you know speculation as to how exactly everything was was released. We heard some people getting it one way, other people getting it a different way, but there are still some reserves on L1 and L2, but for the most part, those are almost entirely distributed whereas L3 is not close to its full percentage of of distribution. So that will give you a little bit of insight if you're taking some time when you're looking through the marketplace. I know that it's not, it doesn't scream it at you, but if you have your own list, your own checklist pulled up, you can audit, you know, which guys are coming from which lineup and it can help tell a a better story or a more, a, a fuller picture. So let's jump into some, some sales data here. You want to? Uh, do you want to start with the this L two or the twenty two stuff, or do you want to look at twenty one first? Uh, no. While we're talking about the twenty two, let's look at the the sales for specifically lineup number three. And so this is just you know the, the normal graphic we use to to show how many sales are happening, but this is just looking at the uh, the top performers this past week for lineup number three, and, and we can see you know in the core category 
Judge took the top spot, Machado close behind. And we're not going to go line by line, um, but you know, feel free to pause and take a look. Um, I highlighted just a couple names on Epics. We see Aaron Judge outselling the rest by a good margin. And there's been some debate on the Discord as far as what exactly is going on there. It looks like there's a couple people who are uh, particularly investing in those Aaron Judge epics. And so there's a couple people who have five or more Aaron Judge epics, and that's where we're seeing those sales come from. Some people aren't as happy about that, but the fact is those epics were priced for anyone to buy who wanted them. And if someone wants to buy five, six, or seven of them, who's to say they can't? And so we're seeing a bit of that happening with the Aaron Judge epics, you know, and it shows, you know, 33 sales this past week versus the runner-up Bobby Witt Jr. at 19. I highlighted uh, Rizel Iglesias at 56 on common sales, and his is a name you might not necessarily expect to, to top one of these lists, but one of the things we see, particularly in the 2022 set, is there's a difference in supply between different players. And, and that's why I've got an asterisk there on the overall list, because some players have 5,000 cards in circulation, and some players only have 2,350 cards in circulation. And so you're not exactly going to see one of those lesser supply players compete in terms of raw sales, because there's just less of them to go around. But with Iglesias, he fell into that 5,000 supply category, and that meant that his prices were fairly low, which resulted in a higher volume of his uncommons, at least, being sold to put him in range to, you know, appear on one of these lists when otherwise he might not have all other things being equal, or had he been one of those 2350 supply players instead. But as I said, you know, take a pause if you want to take a look at, at all of the lists in more detail. These are just the lineup three specific players who sold the most at each rarity. Yeah, I'm sure we'll continue to develop different ways to to convey this data now that we have the discrepancies in player counts and, and rarities and stuff. And honestly, I think that'll just make it more fun. Uh, a baseball take, a baseball spin on Aaron Judge being the overall leader here, which to me, the it jumps out as why isn't it Vlad or Bobby Witt? Mm -hmm. But Bobby, Witt, Bobby Witt's been a little bit cold to start. But why Aaron Judge over Vlad? And the answer is that Aaron Judge is leading the league in home runs. He's he's as good as it gets right now. And you know that's not to say that Vlad is is off to uh, a bad start, but he's off to a you know a good enough start for Vlad, right? He's hitting mm -hmm. he's hitting 280 with seven home runs right now. But Aaron Judge is leading the league with 12 home runs. So there's a lot of buzz around him, and we have already seen that play that real baseball impacts these cards, and so. You're seeing that with Aaron Judge. He's he's as good as it gets right now. The Yankees are as good as it gets right now, much to my dismay. Yeah, that's the way it is at the moment, though. Yep. Uh, while we are looking at this page, though, I did need to shout out Willa Garoon because he's been instrumental in helping me collect data for a higher total number of players. Um, you know, before a lot of my data collection was done manually, and that's difficult enough to keep up with 81 all-stars and 30 prospects. But now that we're looking at 360 players and counting for the 2022 set, and, and Willigaroon, he's the one who runs the SerialChaser.com site. 
So definitely make that a part of your research process, as we've, as we've mentioned before, if you're not already doing that. But he's been very helpful to keep our data game up to speed to you know help us pull information on such a high volume of players. Absolutely. Serial Chaser and Serial One are always linked in the comments of these videos. So go take a look at those sites. Huge, huge resources. All right, let's, uh, let's quickly touch on the 21 data and then we'll get into some, some pack ripping. Mm -hmm. Three weeks of All-Stars. Right, just like we touched on three weeks ago, um, because we're so focused on the 2022 stuff, we're, we're not gonna be looking at the sales for 2021 each and every week. And so these are the past three weeks of sales for the 2021 All-Stars. Again, feel free to pause and take a look. Um, there's not a whole lot to get into right now. Uh, we see a, you know, a lot of the same top players topping these lists. Aaron Judge, who we just discussed for his 2022 performance, had sold the most cores this past week. Um, and he shows up near the top of the overall list as well. Uh, and this is just a continuation of the trend that we're seeing. Um, you know, some prices are still down on the 2021 sets. And when prices get low enough, the interest to buy kind of revitalizes. And so we've seen some players have their price, you know, cut nearly in half, only to be met with a handful of sales to, you know, take advantage of those new low prices. And we may continue to see this for a while until there's a stronger, maybe like collection score type incentive to be holding on to these older set of cards. Yeah. Um, but if we want to jump ahead to the, uh, the new all-time figures, we're going to see, you know, just a few differences here as well. Uh, the names highlighted in blue are, of course, the, the players who didn't appear on these lists three weeks ago. And so uh, we see... Mookie Betts and Brian Reynolds climbing the uncommon list. Fernando Tatis climbing the core list. Alex Reyes showing up on the epic list. Kyle Schwarber on the rare list. And, and you see the you know the pluses and minuses. Just a few positional changes. We're on the overall list. We're seeing Kikuchi get starting to get caught. Uh, Darvish and Juan Soto each gained about six or seven spots on him these past three weeks. Um, so it's you know just a matter of time, another month or two, until he gets dethroned as the number one seller of 2021 All Star NFTs. Anxiously looking for that, but right now, if, if you're interested in the 2021 stuff, this is the time to buy. You know, prices are as low as they've ever been, and we're still fully expecting there to be some sort of utility beyond continued holding for these products even though the chaser's already been distributed. And as we touched on three weeks ago, if you want a particular rarity, it's a smarter investment to pick a name that's near the top of one of these lists, just because it's going to mean that there's less copies of that player rarity combination in circulation. Pause, take a look, and use this as a starting point for your own research. Don't rely on this entirely because there's going to be some listings that don't exactly follow the trend. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be able to, you know, just keep this in mind and find other data as well. And none of, again, none of this is financial advice, but to the point that you just made, just whether or not this is the right time to buy 21 stuff, I think the, the umbrella concept is that we've talked about 
coming up with theories. We've talked about coming up with a hypothesis and acting on it before other people are on it, before Candy tells you to do it. And the biggest opportunities for those things happen when there's no hype at all around something. We haven't heard any news about 21 stuff in a while. We're past the hype of chasers. Everything is dipping, everything's down, everything's down. But these are the types of moments, and I'm not saying what the right play is here. You and I have both been more focused on 22 lately, probably just because it's the, the shiny new thing, and you know we know that gamification is coming, but because of that, it's a little bit more obvious. I really, really hope that Candy does something to revitalize this 21 stuff. We both do. We're both holding a fair amount of it. So these are the, the, the lulls that you got to come up with some type of concept and, and go for it. But because we haven't had any type of news on this for a while, it provides an opportunity, which is the point that you were making. So just wanted to mm -hmm. state that. And let's jump into the, the Uncut Diamonds. Some, some good sales for the past three weeks as well. I just highlighted a couple of names of players where, like we've mentioned before, we're seeing that performance, you know, their, their real life performance in ballparks affecting their sales. Uh, Royce Lewis and Nolan Gorman in particular have been killing it. And, and if you look at the Epic column, Nolan Gorman, who, who's just been knocking home runs out every other day, it seems like in AAA, moved 11 Epics in these past three weeks, that's massive. And so, you know, take a look at these lists and, and start to look for patterns where we see that correlation between real life performance and the sales. Because if you identify those players first, then you can pick those cards up while they're still cheap before other people start paying higher prices. And if you wanna take a look at the all time list for the prospects, there's not a, a ton to talk about here. Uh, you know, just look to the plus and minuses to see who's kind of shifted positions. But we see, you know, Nolan Gorman climbing uh, on that onto that overall list, largely in part of those, you know, 11 epic sales and a few dozen other sales that he saw uh, these past three weeks. Yeah, this is this is a really cool set. I think this is long term. Uncut Diamonds, it's a sneaky set. This is the Bowman of Candy, and it's really exciting to have the, the full set, just like Tops coming out every year, but it's really cool to see people speculating on these players, seeing their, their performances impact, and this is gonna continue to be a cool set through the years, so very, uh, very interesting data here. But uh, with that, shall we open some packs, my friend? Let's open some packs. It's right. uh, let's get set up. It's here. been a week, who, is it? Uh, who I forget who's first. I think I'm first this week, but one thing that we're gonna do because this is the in between week, we don't have any new packs to open, and so uh, this week I was gonna open three packs, one of each lineup. Okay. So I still have some some packs from lineup one and lineup two sitting around. I'll open up one of those, and then I'll crack open the a lineup three pack as well. Let's do it. Um, are you, let's see, I've got, or no, wait, do I have? Is that you or me? Huh, I got shifted. That is me. Oh, here we go, here we go. I got you. I got you right here. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to go numerically in order. 
And I'm just gonna pick one from the middle. So here's a lineup one pack. Here's a lucky penny. And let's get to it. Okay. No errors. I got no nervous for a That's, sec. I got nervous. It took took a second. Okay. We gym got pack. A, got a gym pack. Gym pack. Three uncommons. And uh start with the course. Jim, if you're watching, we've got Jeff saying gym pack now too. So it's <laughs> yes. it's it's the, gaining traction. First core, Domingo Acevedo, uh, relief pitcher for the A's. Second pack, Mike Moustakis, third baseman for the Reds. Then we've got Uncommon, Jonah Heim, catcher for the Rangers. Uncommon number two, Jonathan India, second baseman for the Reds. And Uncommon number three, Kyle Tucker, right fielder for the Astros. Not a bad pack. Tucker and Not India Uncommons, we like those. Mm-hmm. Those are, uh, you know, not the tippy top names that we want to see in a line of one pack, but it could have been a lot worse as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty happy, a pretty average lineup number one pack. So now we're going to look for lineup number two. This one, Lucky Penny, and Unwrap. Okay, two for two, no errors, but just two uncommons in this pack, standard pack. Core number one. It's going to be Dowry Moreta, relief pitcher for the Reds. Core number two, Chris Stratton, relief pitcher for the Pirates. Core number three, CJ Crone, first base for the Rockies. Crone's a good pull. First uncommon, Dylan Carlson, right fielder for the Cardinals. I'd prefer to get one of his play of the days in a pack. Mm -hmm. uh, and hey, let's go. Second, un or, yeah, second uncommon is going to be Shohei Otani. I believe that is the the first and only Otani I've pulled from a pack. Love it! Very Can't nice. wait to check that out and see what cereal I got. I don't think I've but pulled an first, Otani yet. Actually, let's check that out first since it's so easy now. Let's look for Otani serial number eight ninety one out of fifteen hundred. Good enough. Good enough. Okay. Otani's Otani. Um, Take it. Lineup number three. Pick this one. Give it a refresh. Lucky penny. Unlock. And that was a lucky pack. Even with no rares, no no epics. Definitely. And okay, lineup number three pack. Also two uncommons. So no rares, no epics for me today. You got skunked, but, but you got the Otani. But I got the Otani, so it's still a good day. First core from lineup number three is Cody Bellinger. Center fielder for the Dodgers. It's a good pull. Second core. Bobby Wood hey. Jr., third base for the Royals. Nice. Another good pull. Third core, John Means, starting pitcher for the Orioles. First uncommon, going to be Colton Welker, third base for the Rockies. And second uncommon, Jose Abreu, first base for the Sox. That's a solid pack. Abreu, solid Bellinger, pack and Bobby well. Witt. Yes. What, what I lacked in rarity, I more than made up for in player quality. Yeah, you got some good players. And so... On and off week with no rares, no epics. I'm pretty pleased with that. I like it. I like it. All right. I'm up. And I'm not going to forget this week. You've <laughs> I didn't remind need to me remind you. Week. All right. Unless the luck is from me reminding you. I hope not. I hope not. We're still <laughs> in a pretty nice heater with this hat. All right. I'm going to do the same as you. We'll go. We'll go one of each. But I'm going to pull from the bottom this time. 
Rare. Decent good. start. First core, Stanton. Like Stanton's it. Stanton's good. Second core, Byron Buxton. Okay. Good little Great. pack to start here. Stanton and Buxton. Willie Adamas. Getting the players tonight. Nathan Avaldi. Great first name. What a what a great first name. <laughs> and the rare. Save the worst for last. Nick Solak rare. Stanton Buxton Adamas. I like that a lot. And a mm -hmm. uncommon Red Sox. Okay. All right. We can dig it. Yeah, no bad packs yet. Lineup two. Standard pack. Standard pack. Garrett Hampson. Rockies. Second core, Brandon Nimmo, Mets. Third core, Ryan Weathers, Santiago. First uncommon, Kevin Plawecki, Red Sox. And last uncommon, Josiah Gray. That's a decent pull. Not the best pack, but it's because my Epic is in my lineup three pack. That must be it. Off the bottom. Here we go. All right. Another rare. Another rare. First core. Daz Cameron, Detroit. Charlie Morton, Braves. And Taiwan Walker, Mets. Uncommon. JD Martinez. Okay. All Good right. pull. A little Red Sox pull there. And the rare. Salvi. Okay. We'll take a Salvi rare. Not a bad pack. A little redemption there. A lot of Red Sox for you today. Yeah. One in each pack. Ploiecki, Avaldi, and JD, Buxton, Stanton, Salvi, Adamas. Got some names. Got some names tonight. I like it. All right. Not quite on par with each of us pulling an epic last week, but that's not going to happen every time. I was kind of so getting used to it. Good. <laughs> After my long drought, I thought this hat was my permanent epic hat, but... uh. We'll take it. We'll take what we got. Well, uh, with that, that's all we got. My name's Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Appreciate you being here if you made it this far. And we will see you in the next one.